Saved Chicks. It's your girl, Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. All right. We're letting y'all in on a little secret. Go ahead, girl. Okay. Well, I, don't, I guess it's not really that much of a secret. Um, On my social media page, I just announced um, in February. Sometimes I don't know when this episode is coming out. But I announced that I have started my shopping fast, mm-hmm. which is a fast from shopping. <laughs> and I said I was I mean, there's rules and everything. So this is a, right. this it is is a real rules. thing. Yeah. It is rules. So... Pretty much what it is, is for four months, you're not shopping for anything. But what you are doing is that you're taking whatever money you would typically spend on clothes or whatever, you're saving it. You're trying to do your best to save. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions to the rules. So if you have a birthday within the four months, an anniversary, or if there's a holiday so that everybody can get it, mm-hmm. you have liberty to shop for that week. Mm-hmm. So with that, we was talking about that here, you know, before we press record. And one thing that we mentioned or that I mentioned, I was like, y'all, you know, I'm going to be 30, you know, in February. And I was thinking about buying a luxury bag. So they was like, well, but what bag you wanted to buy? And I was like, guys, I was thinking about buying me a Louis Vuitton. A Louis Vuitton. And you already have one. So it's yes, not I like... do. I do. I've already had. So it's nothing. It's nothing uh, special, whatever. Um, definitely, Lauren, it definitely. Is, it is it special. Can be special. It is special. For me, it's not. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, it's, my God. It's, normal. it's normalized. It's normal. It's normalized. Yeah, it is. it's very normal. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, um, so we we ended up getting on the conversation of luxury bags. So we went from Louis Vuitton, then we started talking about Hermes, then we started talking about Chanel. And and I think we were talking about just how much we would spend on on a bag. bag. On a bag, right. And then we mentioned Telfar? Yes, Telfar. Telfar bag. So one thing that kind of came up in the conversation was, I don't know how I should phrase it, but almost in a way, um, is luxury for Go ahead and say it for black people. Black women (laughs) (laughs) is luxury for black women um, and men and men and men or Christian women. Okay, or Christian is is Lord all luxury matters, (laughs) right? Exactly. Is it normalized? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I I mean, I think this is a really. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's an interesting conversation. Not because I'm a person that's interested in fashion and style, but I will say there has been instances. Even with me, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be completely real. Where I've gone shopping with my mom, and we may go out of town, and I know we're gonna go by a certain store, and so I'm I'm always trying to make sure that I'm presentable anytime I step out the door. Mm-hmm. But anytime I know I'm going to like a luxury a store, store yeah. uh, a higher end store, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, let me put on something extremely nice, mm-hmm. so that when I walk in the store, they, they don't, know I belong here, right? And they're not thinking I'm about to steal, you know? So, conversation, right? I mean it. But I think I think it's I think it's a I think it can be applicable to normalizing no, it is. luxury it because is. it's almost in a way that's kind of sad you, though. It's sad, but it's real. But yeah, no, I'm saying it's kind of sad because when we're talking about normalizing luxury, it's our our counterparts. Well, some I saw a lot of Who our counterparts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, could, it could be white. It could be Asian. Yeah, you're it could right. Be, yeah, our counterparts. European. They can go to a store like, you know, we will dress more presentable or whatever or whatever we deem as, okay, let me spruce it up a little bit. But I have seen, especially white men, their favorite thing is like a, a graphic tee, some jeans and some sneakers. Or and some khakis. Or these oh, khakis. Um, and they'll go to those luxury stores and it's like, yeah, like that's normal. Right. So yeah. like with us, why can't my black husband wear 
not the equivalent because he ain't wearing no khakis, but you know. Yeah, because Bobby's like, going to show up with jeans and t shirt and probably say. <laughs> jeans and t shirt and some sneakers. Or African yeah. or something like that. Like, yeah. you know, and they look at him in a manner. And I'm pretty sure, like, especially in Atlanta, because that's kind of normal. Yeah. They yeah, wouldn't, yeah. like, well, I don't know. Sometimes people be a little. I think that's. A, I think that brings up a great point, yeah. though, because I Except definitely depending on where you are. Location. Right. I think location is huge. Yeah. Like I will say, for me, I remember when I got my car, and um, I had some some people say to me like, "Oh, you gotta be careful driving your car to work." And I'm mm. like, when I pull up to work, it's several other people that got the same car, car if not even. But why you gotta be careful? But I think it's location. I think okay. I think you know from that particular location, it's not. It wasn't, I guess people aren't used to seeing that type of car, especially someone, I guess me considered to be as young as I am to have Mm -hmm. that car and pull up, you know? So I definitely believe location is a huge factor factor to it. But I think that kind of goes back to the topic of us saying normalize luxury. Like if you want luxury, normalize like Mm -hmm. that. If that's what you want, then period. That's what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what y'all think? Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) What? This, this goes into the. Oh, because Sylvester and I were talking about this the other day. This kind of goes into like church in the Christian space of um, that's that's what I was saying. Listen, listen. this idea that Christians ain't supposed to have nice things, that Christian ain't supposed to spend money on different things, especially materialistic things. She said it. Well, definitely like, okay. so we were talking about um, it's a particular song that I love the song. I have no issues with the song. It's Jaira by um it's elevation worship and um chandler moore Mm -hmm. so in the song you know um it has like you know he was saying i'll i will be content in um in every circumstance and whatnot and i was talking about i don't know if necessarily like when they wrote this song they were thinking about that but i was talking about how um you know, there's a lot of conversation when it comes to prosperity in the Christian space. Right. And um, this newer generation of people or Christians don't necessarily believe in prosperity. Whoa. I don't know if it's the newer. Really? I feel like it's both. Yeah. yeah. yeah and it, 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 it could be older, too. Oh. And now I'm not talking about necessarily the prosperity gospel. I'm just talking about prosperity, period. Like, I've heard people my age... Or a little younger. I think this girl's a little younger. She was like, um, she was talking on her Instagram. Somebody asked her a question about like, would you want to become a millionaire? And she was like, well, I feel like if that's what God has for me, then such and such, such and such. But I'm not going to seek that out. Hmm. And I was, it was kind of weird to me because I was like, well, God wants his best for us, period. Yeah. So, you know, like, are you saying that? Like, I feel like when money comes into the aspect, when it comes to Christians nowadays, we get shunned when we talk about money or not having nice things. Right. Luxury. So, yeah. Mm. That's all I was saying. Yeah, I got that's, you. I mean, now you got, got it. Now, I got you. now you understand where I was I coming from. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that's interesting. I mean, as far as like the money thing, I know that everybody in, in this world is not going to be millionaires mm-hmm. like God didn't create it that way even in his word he said you will always be amongst the poor mm-hmm. like it is what it is so everybody's not going to be a millionaire but I definitely believe it kind of goes back to what we were saying before we hit record was it's a mindset right mm-hmm. so I've seen people who may not be a millionaire or who may be deemed as like middle class or or even lower than that mm-hmm. but when you look at them they look like a million bucks right 
Um, because I think it is a mindset. It's like, even if I don't have it, I'm going to look the part. I'm going right. to do whatever I can do to make sure that when I show up to the table, I look like I, I belong or I look like I'm bringing the table. Yeah. You know, some people, I mean, they, some people don't even not trying to fit within the table. They're like, I'm bring, I'm bringing mm-hmm. the table. I'm, I'm the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe it. it is definitely a mindset. There was one quote that I, um, that I saw and it, it stuck with me. It says, you know, money doesn't change a person. It only elevates them, you know, from right. what it amplifies what's already in there. What's yep. already there. Yep. Exactly. So if you are a I call it a uh a rich man with a poor man's mentality. So you can have you can have the coins, but if you have a poor man's mentality, it don't matter if you got a million dollars in your bank or not, it still is not going to fabricate into what you think it could potentially potentially be. Right. I agree. I mean, yeah, like I said, I mean, I totally, totally agree. I think that it's definitely a mindset. And I think in terms of and can I just say, like, the challenge that you were doing is like so pivotal for me, because I feel like even as a woman, like it's almost like sometimes shopping is like emotional therapy. Definitely. That's me all day. You know, like how some women eat is like, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to run to the thrift store. Yes. I'm just going to pick up a few things. Yeah. And then I, I end up spending $150. And granted, I didn't got 16, 17 things. It's like, you didn't need this. Right. You don't even have room to put it in your actual closet. Um, but I, I, I am very excited about the challenge that you did in terms of like not spending money. And I think it makes you more cognizant of what you're spending your money on. Yeah. I think as women, as Christian women, having a mindset of worth, I know that's something that we've talked about on the show all the time about understanding your value, understanding your worth. I think the same can be said about what it is that you keep around you in terms of your materials, right? So you want to have quality friendships and relationships. You want to make sure that you have quality, you know, word and, and things that you are renewing your mind with. And I think even in terms of like the items that you have, they should be quality. When you are buying clothes, when we're talking about normalized luxury you can buy things that are of quality Mm -hmm. um lauren talks all the time about it's like she's saying she has pieces in her closet that she's had for 10 12 years and it's because they're luxury items they're things that are made to a certain standard that they hold up under pressure and under a elongated period of time so i mean i think for a long time Actually, I'm lying. I was about to lie and be like, for a long time, I felt like I wasn't supposed to have nice things. I know that's right. Don't lie to girls. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a lie. Um, Because I grew up with a father who gave me nice things. You know what I mean? He worked hard to make sure that me and my brother had the things that we wanted. When I got in relationships when I was younger, I dated men who you were going to give me nice things because that was the mindset that I grew up with. And I standard, it was a standard. And I think that when I became super Christianese, when I began to find God for myself again, then I was shamed because of the things that I had. And it was just like, well, am I wrong? Am I wrong to want to have nice things? And I would start to give my things away. Mm -hmm. I would start to give nice bags away. I would start to give clothes away. And it was like, you know. Why wasn't I your friend then? I don't know. (laughs) I will never forget. I know that's right. Listen, (laughs) I had a pair of Giuseppe pumps. Giuseppe, wow. Go ahead, make it plain. My bad, my bad. And, um... I I remember, I will never forget, I got them for like a birthday or something. And when I started going to a a Kojic church for a little while, 
Um, there mm. were people in my ear who were just like, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's super, you know, some of the things you're doing, they're super flashy. And I started kind of dressing different and I gave my shoes away because I was Girl. like, I was like <laughs> assimilating to that mindset. Yeah. Concept. And I was like, you know, they're too high. They're too flashy. These are club shoes. I don't go to the club anymore. So I don't need these shoes. Lauren looking like, <laughs> and I mean, but it's a real thing. And I feel like for Christian women, yeah. you are shamed out of luxury. Yeah. You are shamed into believing that it's wrong of you to spend money or to, you know, have things that are of a certain standard. I think it's a lot of judgment because, like, I, we right, talk- I thought you was about to say another J. Jealousy. jealousy no no jealousy and judgment though because um we talked about this in another podcast i think it was talking about something with women or whatever but like i feel like especially in the christian space with women there's a lot of judgment based off of how you look so you will sit there and you know you you look nice so they think you expensive Oh, we, I think we, and was, I am. we was talking about relationships. I think we, we were talking oh, about. Oh, and the maintenance. And bougie. Right. Yeah, right. right. Lauren's yes. shaking her head. Yeah. No, right. I mean, you know what I'm, you get what I'm saying though. No, like, I think, I think they're so saying that they're not blind. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're, they're definitely not blind, but okay. Like I, I remember, like I said in the previous podcast, I was in my early twenties. First of all, I, everything that I did, like in my early 20s, my parents provided very nicely for me. But at a certain point, I was buying a lot of stuff for myself. Right. It wasn't super expensive. It was just like quality things. I would make sure my hair is done, blah, blah, blah. But people automatically thought, oh, I'm like flashy or you doing the most right. or um, why you got all that and da, 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 da. And it's like we have to stop, I guess perpetuating that stereotype or whatever on people like just because i look nice don't put me in this i guess bracket of being materialistic in a way i think the issue that i have with that though because if we're gonna be honest is that a lot of the people that are spewing that and projecting that come from a space of lack and i feel like it's a lot a lot of when you when you said jealousy i think sometimes um, mm. people want to pad their point. I want to say you shouldn't have because they don't have. Mm. And if a person doesn't have, I'm not going to say that's okay. Cause I don't believe that that is not okay. I mean that that's okay. Yeah. I believe that we are supposed to live in the overflow and whether that looks like me driving a nice car or me having a nice mm. bag or whatever that looks like at that particular point in time is however that looks. But I think a lot of times people want to put the world standard and make it unison and kind of interject that into, you know, the spiritual, what the word has to say. And that's not what the word has to say like Mm -hmm. if if the word says that in my father's house there are many mansions Mm -hmm. and the streets are paved of gold by golly by g until i experience that Mm -hmm. here on earth you know i do believe believe that i'm supposed to experience that and i think what you say the word say again can you repeat that again he says what in my father's house Mm -hmm. there are many mansions Mm -hmm. or many rooms and many mansions Mm -hmm. and it talks about you know it even talks about the food and how good we're gonna Mm. eat when we get there so if these are all things that i have to look forward to you know when i i die from this physical world and go to be with my father in heaven i do believe that there's a standard here on earth that i'm supposed to live and that i'm supposed to be in yeah i think what you i asked you to repeat what you said because this is one thing that i definitely wanted us to tap into Mm -hmm. in reference to normalizing luxury right luxury is not just the clothes that you wear it is not just the way that you carry yourself sometimes luxury is experience yeah 
And that's why I had you repeat what you said as far as in my father's house are many mansions. Right. The streets are paved with gold. Right. You know, that is an experience that has that is not talked about anything that you have on your back. You better. It talks about the what they say, the (laughs) ambiance, the aura, the energy, the aura. aura. But no, literally, it, it literally talks about that. And that's one thing I don't want to um for this part this episode well don't want to admit i don't i don't want to not mention that because um especially with me being an architect i have visited some amazing places Mm -hmm. that are beautiful yeah um that many people would deem as a luxury experience and i want um just not christians but just people in general don't spend all your money on the stuff that you have on your back yeah. right but you know lu- when i say luxury is a mindset it's, as you're saying and i'm even thinking self-care is luxury exactly you know what absolutely I mean? absolutely but even in your self-care it's like you don't you don't just go to any random place to get self-care right you make sure that you're going you're to play yeah right exactly right. a place of quality it makes me think of and they're gonna laugh at this but it makes me think of chick-fil-a a, no it makes me think of an instance where Charde texts us and she was like hey guys what's a good spot for place here in Atlanta and Laura was like the four, four seasons, seasons. <laughs> I was like the four seasons and they was like Lauren I was like oh my bad but you know like that's I mean that's a place that I went to and I was just like yeah this was pretty luxe you know but I I think I we say that, do that one day though that absolutely nice. yeah. Absol- absolutely but I say that to say that you know anytime you're thinking about luxury don't just think about it as brands that have called themselves luxury and made you believe that they are yeah. mm-hmm. but um think about oh what no, she said brands that have called themselves, themselves luxury and, and they convinced, are not and convinced yeah. you that they are I, but i i think I mean, that that's you, a whole another conversation that just spoke to me listen but I, I think it is too it is about an experience that literally separates itself from the rest yeah. um that's one thing i'm going to speak about my church I'm, i really am i believe that my church is a luxury experience the reason i say you that better. the reason i say that i've gone to other churches and and the way the order of service is, is completely different. Um, I remember my first time going to uh, World Changers as a child. OK, so I was like under the age of 10 mm. and I still remember this experience. And back then, I'm going to be real. The World Changers was completely different. But the experience mm-hmm. is the same. Got it. Um, I remember our parents going, my parents and I going back to Duval and we were talking about the restroom. We said, y'all, when we walked in the restroom, <laughs> they had ushers. <laughs> they had ushers leading you to available restrooms. And we was like, why we don't do that in our church? Yeah. <laughs> why? I mean, because we be knocking on the door. Right. Trying Everybody to see who had a stall. <laughs> or they, provided, they, they made sure that we had lotion for our hands. So yeah. once we washed our hands, our they hands went were moisturized. They know that water be hard. <laughs> <laughs> It probably is in Florida, but uh, Florida water is different. But anyway, um, or before we went into the restroom, that was a line, you know, so they they made sure that, you know, we weren't just hanging out in the restroom, that it was adequate enough stalls for people who were actually within the restroom. Like all of that is an experience. Experience. And so that's one thing I want people who are listening to understand that don't get so caught up that when we say normalizing luxury, we talking about you normalizing what you put on your back, you normalizing right. your hair done. It's a mindset. It's, it's a, a mindset. mindset. Yeah. But it starts off, I believe the foundation of the mindset starts off with experience. Because yeah. even before you buy a bag, you walk into the store. And when you walk into the store, it's a feeling. Mm-hmm. And so 
That's what I'm saying. It starts off with the experience. If you walked into, I'm just, I'm going to. You know that before, even if you haven't bought a bag from a particular store, you know you're going to experience something. Exactly. Exactly. So if you walk into a luxury brand store, you know, if, if, if they're doing their job, you know, you're supposed to be greeted differently. It's, yeah. it's just, it's a completely different experience. But I think before you call anything luxury, that's the foundation of all of it. Yeah, so. it's experience. I was going to say to Lauren's point, luxury is definitely a mindset. And I don't want it to be misconstrued that we're saying that you need to have a certain amount of money yeah. or, or that you're worth but no, 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 right. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think you don't I, think, backtrack. I do want to backtrack it because in some instances you do. You do, but I'm saying that as a Christian, I also don't want you to be in a position where you are paying for a certain level of luxury that you honestly can't Can afford. afford. And so now you're living luxury, but your life isn't luxurious because you stressed out because you're spending money that you don't have. Yeah. So I'm saying exactly. That taps into it, that taps into something else. Listen, so I'm saying it's because so we saying don't do it. It's not fake luxury. We talking about real luxury. <laughs> like yeah. don't and just be a good steward. It, yeah, if you can't afford it because you know? you, no, because some people have this mindset of fake it till you make it, and I'm like no, like I, I get, like get luxury get on it. your on I, your I budget. I get it a little bit, but some people literally take fake it till you make it, and and. Like, oh, well, I got this credit card. Fake it to you. No. No. Don't go in debt for luxury. No. No. Luxury is a mindset. It's a mindset. There's different levels to luxuries. But even like we're talking about the four seasons in terms of a spa experience, right? I'm saying that if you're self-care, if you're not on a luxury experience where you can go to the Four Seasons. Massage yet, envy. Not even that. <laughs> not even that, Ayana. I'm saying even if we go below that, I'm saying if you take your Sunday, you got a diffuser, you put some lavender right. in you it. You create the experience. You create the experience. You get in the tub. You have a bubble bath. You turn the lights right. out. You light some candles. You spend right. $10 yeah. to get the same experience, the same type of self-care that you would experience or feel elsewhere but within your budget yeah i don't think that we should be spending money that we don't have Mm -hmm. to prove something to somebody else and that brings up another point luxury shouldn't (laughs) be about impressing somebody else it should not exactly that's the whole point do it for you do it for you do it for you and i don't think your worth is determined by the amount of luxurious things that you have you Mm -hmm. know you can not have a Birkin or whatever bag and still, you know, have a sense of luxury about yourself or experience luxury. Yes. Okay. But I think, I think sometimes, how do I say this? I think sometimes when I, I like, I like what you said, where you said it doesn't define your worth, but sometimes it definitely reminds you of your worth. Yeah. Um, because one thing I, I can say about Lux and Lux experiences, it's all in the details. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a store is a store. Yeah. But it's like, what are the details behind a luxury experience and a regular experience that separates it from the rest? Yeah. And so that's why I'm saying don't. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, don't get caught up on your worth is defined by whether or not you're carrying this or carrying that or experiencing this or experiencing that. But it should remind you of, yeah, I deserve every bit of this when I get this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. And I will say, too, about, you know, like, don't go into debt about your luxury, about, you know, having luxurious things. I think it is a-okay if you decide as an individual that you want to experience it, because I think everybody in life should experience something luxurious. I just, that's just my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if it takes time for you to get to that point, be okay with that. Be unapologetic about that. But um, because in the end of the day, 
it's your experience. It has nothing to do with anybody else. And like we said earlier, if it's a freaking mindset, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or how long it took you to do whatever you need to do. Just do it. You're doing it for you anyway, period. So per, so, um, (laughs) I just wanted to add that to what, what you were saying. And on that, we're going to take a quick break. Saved Girl Secrets is brought to you in part by the Hair Razor Hair and Skin Oil. Visit www.thehairraiser.com for more info. What's up, Secret Sisters? This is Lauren Wells checking in this Monday for your Monday motivation. All right, so this Monday, my quote is, luxury isn't an act, but an habit. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to repeat that for the people in the bike. Huh? Luxury isn't an act, but a habit. All right, guys, I hope this is blessed. This will bless you like it has blessed me. Love and peace. Stay tuned. All right, ladies, we are back. We're talking about normalizing luxury. Um, uh, one thing that I wanted to talk about or touch in this last part of the podcast is um renewing our mind when it comes to everything that we talked about earlier um in the christian space in the black space everybody um and then like Charday said she's right you know when it comes to the title because i wanted to i wanted to say um <laughs> let's say it one more time one more time one more time what'd you say <laughs> i wanted to talk about normalizing black luxury but I do see even in other spaces that or, you know, with our counterparts, there are some people who have issues when it comes to luxury and seeing, um, I guess, other people prosper or or whatnot. Um, Because I've I've seen some like because I'll follow some bloggers and whatnot and they could be white, they could be black, whatever. And some of the comments like I remember last year, particularly with the pandemic, and when it started, um, there were some people that did suffer in the pandemic, yeah. but then there were a lot of people that prospered in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Their businesses prospered. You know, they were able. I've seen, I saw a lot of people buying houses, yeah. buying new cars, all of that. And then, but instead of celebrating other people's accomplishments, it was like, well, you're being braggy because there's so many people who are, aren't able to have what you have right now. So you need to be humble. And um, I feel like that word humble is just used so wrong when it comes to things. It's like the minute you say something about yourself or just um, celebrate something that may be luxurious or elevating or advanced, whatever it is, you know, because I don't want to you know, I don't want to put luxury in this one space, but, um, you know, instead of celebrating that space that that person is at, because I've seen people do certain things and I'm like, man, that's awesome. I'm not there yet, but I'm not going to hate on them. And I'm not going to say that, oh, they're not being humble. I'm just going to celebrate and be excited for them. And it's like, me too. Like, uh, one thing that me and Sylvester love saying is like, me too, or or we're next. Yeah. You know? I love that. So, um. The real me too movement. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, my thing is, like, renew, like, if you are having, like, certain issues with, when it comes to prosperity and it comes to advance and it comes to luxury, just renewing your mind in that aspect and knowing that it's okay. Right. It's okay to, um, have luxury in all aspects. We're not just talking about 
physical financial luxury. We were talking about um, spiritual luxury. We were talking about uh, like how Sade was talking about self-care. Like these things are okay. Like these things are in the Bible. Like, you know, we we put Jesus on this in this box of thinking that he was poor. And I'm like, Jesus wasn't poor. You know what's crazy with that? I think being in the presence of Jesus is luxurious. Exactly. Just not to, not to even preach. tap, not to be super deep in it. But mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I could only imagine, you know, just even being in the presence um, during biblical era and mm-hmm. listening to Jesus tell his parables. Mm-hmm. Like that in itself was, was a luxury experience. experience. So because for sure. Let, let, just even think about this one thing. When the wise men, I know people think it's three, but I don't believe it was just three. It, the word doesn't say it was three. Exactly. The wise men when the wise men gifts. came with gifts for Jesus when he was a child, we don't know how old he was, when he was a child, do you really think that, like, I, I don't think people ever even thought about this. Like, do you really sit there and think that, oh, well, it was just gifts that he had and then by, like, you know, it was December, <laughs> It was December, so then by, you know, like February, he ain't have no more. No, I believe that those were gifts and things that probably expanded towards years of, like, in some type of inheritance, you know? It's what Either they way, brought. It, was, it was set aside for him and exact, they exactly. out to give But even beyond that, Jesus had a treasurer. Right. Exactly. So that's my point of, like, when people... So what was he counting if? I mean, what was they counting if? If, I mean, they, if they have nothing. So that's yeah. my point, like... Because people love to throw in that, you know. Uh, I'm glad you about to you about to tilt on that scripture. Everybody take out of context. Is that where you were going? Because not just the scripture, but too. even when it comes to um, when we're because I think we talked about it off off mic. We we're talking about church, and then even when it comes to like let's say pastors, you know, a pastor might have something, and then somebody loves to throw in there. Jesus didn't have that. Jesus was poor. Jesus was such and such, and I'm like, who said that? Like, who said that? You know, so it's like instead of um, like we love to just I don't know. We love to just throw stuff around and misconstrue the word. That's that's what so I'm saying. two things really quick. So going back to your point about um, people celebrating their wins and people saying that they need to be humble or whatever the case may be. And you and your husband saying, you know, like me, too. I have trained my, my myself and this goes back to mindset to anytime I see something, the first thing that comes up in my spirit and on my mind is, oh, man, look at what God did. Mm-hmm. I never see a thing and be like, oh, my God, like they did that because I know whatever it is, you know, especially when they're a believer, they had influence. They had supernatural wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Like, there is a process that goes into um, the overflow. When you see people have big launches and celebrating certain things, my mindset instantly and in my heart is like, oh, my God. Wow. Look at what God did. And if he did it for them, he could do it for me. And then two, obviously, I know I'm gonna have a scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that people love to point out over and over again is that you know, money is the root of all evil, and that is a lie. That's not what the word says. Mm-hmm. It says the love of money and the posture of your heart kind of determines, mm-hmm. you know, like with that greed. Or because I know people are gonna hear this and they're gonna be like, no, some people you don't need, you don't need. You worry about you and what the Lord is telling you to do, mm-hmm. and how you provide, and how you to go do what you need to do. You should not be out here telling people what they don't need or what they should not have. That's none of your business. Mm-hmm. Focus on what God is telling you to do. Can I, uh, I here's the, because I wanted to bring up the, the definition of humble. Because when you read it, it's like people use it in such a wrong context. Okay, so humble is having or showing a modest 
or low estimate of one's own importance of low social administrative or political rank. And then it says lower someone in dignity or importance. Um, decisively, decisively defeat another team or competitor, typically one who has previously thought to be superior. So it's like, like when you tell somebody to humble themselves, you, it's like you telling them, well, you're not that important. You need to lower your importance of yourself. And it's like, how do you tell somebody that, you know? I mean, in terms of being humble and meek and all of those things, I think that there's there's the the different ways when you're telling somebody else to be humble. Well, I think I, it comes I, off a little bit differently than you as a person having like a humble or a meek spirit yes. where you don't exalt yourself over everybody else. And that's yeah, I I understand that part, but I'm saying if I go on social media or whatever, or I share a testimony about this is what God did in my life. And it's like, you don't need to be talking about that. You need to be more humble because such and such, such and such. So you're saying that I, I shouldn't share my wins or I shouldn't. Right. And that has yeah. nothing to do with being, yeah. being humble. Yeah. Unless you're putting it in a perspective where it's like, I have this and you don't. Yeah. So I'm better than you. Yeah, but that's how they take it. So right. I mean, but you can't. That's be how they take it. Yeah. That's what I say. You can't be responsible for how, how people, people receive. receive. Yeah, what you, what you that's say, true. What you do and say. Um, I don't. I don't really. I guess I don't really have anything major to add. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, and I would encourage um, the sisterhood or whoever's listening to this podcast to uh, read the Bible in reference to um, the birth of Christ. Um, cause one thing I love that you mentioned that earlier, Ayana, when you were saying how the wise men brought gifts, um, and I remember them, one of them, they said was frankincense, frankincense. and myrrh mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and I've, I remember doing research and I'm not going to speak on it because I, I know I'll get it messed, messed up over the mic, but, um, the process to make that is very, very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, which goes back into the topic of what we're saying, like luxury. Mm-hmm. Um, so even the gifts that were provided mm-hmm. were very uh, they were luxurious. They, they were, were you know, they, they were, were expensive yeah. or yeah. things that absolutely, point. absolutely. So that's why I, I would encourage you all to just do some. Um, and I'm going to go back and read it so that you know, if ever I'm brought again in front of the mic, I can actually speak on it the way that I want to. But um, I would encourage you too to do the same because. Um, that process, I, and I was just, I was just kind of briefly looking over it a little bit, but the process to make that man, they said it's even the, the tree now that it grows on is now considered a rarity, um, to the point where they now cannot find, uh, and they said it's in India. So they said that the tree now they cannot even find it, um, in areas of India, whereas they used to. So now it's almost kind of like a rare species. Mm-hmm. So even in that, I was just like, man, okay, I would really, I'm going to really dig deeper into that. But I would encourage you to do the same too, because um, that just kind of took me down a biblical whirlwind of like, mm-hmm. man, like even the gifts that were presented to God when he entered into the world were of lux. Um, um, but I think kind of speaking on, I don't know why this come, came to my mind too, but kind of speaking on the humility aspect of, of Christ. Um, I love how God was still able to kind of, I call it, keep it G because even when he came into Jerusalem, you know, when, 
when his time had come where he was starting to minister, he made sure that he rode on a, um, was it a donkey? Mm-hmm. He rode on a donkey. So that's still kind of keeping it humble where he was like, yeah, I, yes, I was brought into this world and I received luxury things, but um, I am still that type of God where I can still be very humble and very meek. And still but meet I, the people where they are. But even with the donkey situation, yeah. that was a fulfillment of a prophecy. And ain't nobody ever rode that donkey. Right. Yeah. So it was very, it was, was it was very much a, uh, it was a, it was a, a statement. Luxury donkey. Yeah. It was a luxury donkey. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but yeah. But yeah. All that, all that is like, that's super dope. That just made me think, I love that. I love bringing it back to the word and we're mm-hmm. not just speaking on like real life issues, mm-hmm. but thinking about, man, how many luxury experiences there were in the word. Like, yeah. Even with God's miracles, with Him turning the the water into wine, um, I was just you know listening. The wine is a luxury. It was it was definitely. They say you held the wine until the end, yeah. whereas most people delivered the best wine in the beginning. Right. So all of that, like even the way that God moved, was lux. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think. I think that's really, really, this is mm-hmm. really, really great um, conversation for sure. Our God is an, a luxurious God. That he is. Yes. Amen. Well, um, I want to thank you ladies for a great conversation. Um, if you feel like you didn't understand this episode, want to dig? I don't know. Maybe, maybe this is a new, a new thought or a new idea for somebody. Um, if that's you, hit us up. We would love to discuss it more with you off air. Shoot us a secret letter to savegirlsecrets at gmail.com. Um, be sure to catch us on Clubhouse when we're on there. Um, discussing different topics usually on Wednesdays at 8.30 p.m. Um, be sure you're following us on all social media platforms at Saved Girl Secrets on Facebook and Instagram and at Save Girl Secret on Twitter. We love you. Good God bless you. Love and peace. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.